the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. know about that, but I am glad to be with you on this Monday edition of Lifeline. I am Jesse Gistan, and this is the day that the Lord has made. It is actually a glorious, glorious day. Wonderful weather out there for you who are with us in California. Hopefully you have commiserate weather in uh, Canada and all of the other states that might be joining us by way of uh, the web. Again, welcome to the Monday edition of Lifeline. You know I got a lot on my mind and um, just trying to organize my thoughts to make sure that I speak to you rationally, coherently, biblically, and uh, in an edifying way. Uh, the number is one 367 Glad to be engaging in my First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth amendment rights with you all here today because uh, freedom is under threat. You may not believe it. You may not want to believe it, but I'm sorry to tell you every moment that we exist is being shut down, monopolized, censored, trapped, if you will, um, and taken from men and women all over the planet. Imagine, if you will, imagine, if you will, a young, a young person, a young budding college student that uh, has finished their uh, their their collegiate career and they have decided to enter into politics, become a young congressman or congresswoman. That particular nomenclature will be changed in the near future if the transhumanists have their way. But what 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 happens when the young congressman and the young congresswoman uh, make their way into uh, government after having studied law and jurisprudence and political science, a bit of philosophy or and social and maybe even the humanities. You got to get a little bit of that in before you go up to Washington. And when they get there, they discover the infrastructure that governs the three branches and the hierarchy of national agencies, national security agencies, which keeps these three branches neutralized. That is not working as the founding fathers designed for them to do, but functioning coordinately uh, in order to drive them in a certain predictably political direction. And that is towards a, uh, a global uh, collaboration. What if the young congresswoman or the young congressman, uh, after entering into politics for a few years, recognizing all the infighting, 
the hypocrisy, the political posturing, and then the frustration that they start to incur because of the cronyism. You ought to know what that is, padding the pockets with a system of special interests that are waiting at the doors like prostitutes to pay them to shape the policies that leads towards big business around the world being multiple times larger and more influential than our very government. What happens to that young, naive, hopeful congressman or congresswoman upon meeting with reality in Washington? I can tell you, I can tell you what they're thinking. Here's what they're thinking. I hope that the American people are smart enough to figure out what really is happening to their country. Because the only people that are going to be able to keep the country free are not the politicians, but the people. And I tell you, you know, that 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 statement is alarming uh, if, if you would bear it for a moment to actually have to consider our freedoms are only under threat. They are only um, uh, in the uh, danger and sphere of being taken into absolute captivity by powers that exist within the uh, structures of politics, within the structures of big business, the structures of big tech. And uh, a a global collaboration on the part of many countries via the uh, UN and and, and many other collaborators that are basically uh, eradicating the distinction of nations as we speak right now on a larger level of uh, of uh, universal and global crisis. And I can tell you what they're thinking and I can tell you what they're saying as much as they may be half of them in Washington might be fighting the good fight of faith, if you will, arguing for constitutional rights, willing to engage in smear campaigns, willing to be to be uh, ridiculed and maligned and even censored. Uh, I can tell you what they hope. They hope that the American people find a way to become front and center in a way in which real dialogue can occur to actually unmask a lot of the extremely unappropriate authoritarian uh, intrusions that have existed in our life over the last couple of years is just absolutely amazing to me. Who said this? Who said the media is the most powerful entity on earth? They have the power to make the innocent guilty. And to make the guilty innocent. Now that's power. Because they can control the minds of the masses. Who said when a person places a proper value on freedom, there's nothing under the sun that he will not do to acquire that freedom. Whenever you hear a man saying or a woman saying he or she wants freedom, but in the next breath, he is going to tell you or she's going to tell you what he won't do or what she won't do to get it or what he doesn't believe in doing in order to get it. He or she doesn't believe in freedom. A man or woman who believes in freedom will do anything under the sun to acquire or preserve his or her freedom. Who said that? Who said you don't have to be a man to fight for freedom? All you have to do is be an intelligent human being. And who also said the media knows how to take your mind and put it in a bag and carry it wherever 
They want to carry it. This is several decades ago, 40, 50 years ago. And it is so absolutely true today as it was then. I will be talking about censorship simply because I've been meditating upon God's precepts and upon his scriptures. And what I came to discover is that they tried to censor Jesus. That's absolutely true. And and, and at the most critical part of his uh, redemptive and atoning work, that is his death, burial and resurrection. You read it in Matthew chapter 26 very clearly where after the rulers had sealed the tomb with a stone and set a guard there, which was completely demolished at just the presence of the angel of the Lord, which affirmed to the disciples that Jesus had risen. And those very same guards went back to the authorities and Sanhedrin and the high priest and told them what was being stated out there. They said, go and secure the governor, go and pay him money, go and go and tell him that their disciples had taken the body of Jesus and they don't know where it is, that all that's being spoken now about the death, burial and resurrection is a hoax. It's a false narrative. And then remember what the book of Acts did in Acts chapter four, where the apostle Peter is preaching the gospel, particularly after the healing of the lame man at the gate beautiful. And they were told in so many words, notice now verse 16, uh, what shall we do to these men for that? Indeed, a notable miracle has been performed and by them and it's manifest to all that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it, but that it spread no further, that the message spread no further among the people, let us straightway threaten them that they speak hence no more in this name. What do we call that? Censorship. Now watch. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, today, the vast majority of the church will say, now, your government told you don't do that. So you can't do that because you got to comply with your government. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, for we cannot but speak the things which we have heard and seen, seen and heard. That makes you a seer. We have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorify God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was done. And being let go, they went to their own company. You know what that means? The fellowship, the gathering, the group of believers who are praying for their pastors and their teachers who are faithful to proclaim the word in the midst of a culture that wants to counsel them for exalting Christ and telling the truth. And being uh, in their own company reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, They didn't go to arguing and fighting with one another as to whether or not it was right to stand up and speak freely about what was true in their heart. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God. You've made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is who by the mouth of your servant, David, you have said, why doth the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing and the kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. That was A.D. 
63 and 64. Nah, that would be AD 33, AD 34. Today, the same thing is going on all around the world. For of a truth against your holy child, Jesus, whom you have anointed, both Herod, Pontius Pilate, and the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatever your hand and your counsel has determined to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And grant unto your servant that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Notice what he says. With all boldness they may speak. And with signs and wonders and healings done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word with boldness. See, we aren't going through anything new. We're not going through anything different. This world has constantly been governed by demonic powers through political structures, through economic structures, through the structures of power bases that want to end any kind of counter narrative to their diabolical schemes. That's just the way it always has been. That's the way it's going to be until God himself enters in and makes it right. And I'm praying for that as an optimistic contingency in these days in which you and I exist, ladies and gentlemen. I'm praying for that because I see the encroaching traps. I see it all over the world. When I come back, I'm going to be talking more to you about censorship simply because they have tricked us into censoring ourselves. What do you mean, PJ? The mask you wear is self-censorship. They're telling you to shut up everywhere you go and don't say anything about it. We know what we're doing. You don't. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be back again. The number one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Now, when you call, take your mask off. Breathe. Breathe. Get some fresh air. Not the dioxide. Fresh air. It's yours. The Lord gave it to you. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We're back. The time is 522. Two lines open. one 367 Two lines open. I'll take your comments and observations, uh, rational, coherent, and relevant on uh, this Monday edition of Lifeline. one 367 Two lines are open. Um, D.O.G., Daughters of Grace, I want to talk to my sisters out there. It's time to gather together again this coming Saturday, which is going to be March 27th. We are going to be having a grand time. The topic will be the balance of a diligent life in Jesus Christ, the balance of a diligent life in Christ. We're going to be talking about the importance of striking that balance, particularly in uh, in the kind of culture and uh, atmosphere that we're in. We're going to be taking up Mrs. Proverbs 31 once again, because we've seen her diligence in the area of a labor of love and work of faith. But I want to show you that she knows how to leisure and she also knows how to engage in luxury. We're going to be dealing with labor, love, uh, labor and leisure and luxury. And we're going to be coming from a very biblical, as you know I do, Christocentric, redemptive way, uh, understanding leisure biblically, how that it is rooted in the commandment. In order that you and I might walk in optimal energy, we have to have a cycle of work and rest. 
And when we do that right and in a God-honoring way, guess what the net result is? Luxury. And of course, we're going to capture that concept biblically as well so that you and I can know that the promise of God to us is not that we're pulling our hair out because we're driven by such maximum levels of anxiety and fear uh, because we're walking in an imbalance, because we are out of kilter, because we don't know how to distribute the weight of responsibilities in a way that allows us to actually get stronger. That's what balance is about, weight distribution to get stronger. We're going to see that in the rich wisdom of the Proverbs 31 woman and that we want you guys all out. On Saturday, we begin at 10. Our doors open at 9. We have fellowship, do some breakouts, going to have some lunch because I understand the weather's going to be beautiful. Of course, I'm going to be praying for it. Now, we had a great, great time uh, maybe about a month ago. I don't know when it was, but we had a huge turnout and the sisters were happy. And we need to get at it. We just need to get at it. You guys need to sit together and talk about why it is or whether or not you have even discovered what the balance is in your life, um, not only because you need to walk in it, but your sisters need to know what it looks like uh, to be able to walk with a weight distribution of responsibilities given to you by God that doesn't weaken you, but strengthens you. And in strengthening you, you are able to give in a quality way that is more than just the pittance of an output, but rather the luxury that comes from a fullness that results in a quality of output that glorifies God and manifests your dignity as a daughter of the living God. That's coming this Saturday. I want you to join us. Powerful message, the Lord willing, uh, and just a wonderful time of singing and praise and fellowshipping with our sisters on this Saturday. Um, if you if you want to get more, you can call our church, Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Uh, the number is online, 886-9782, maybe so, 886-9782-510, uh, and get more information. But we're looking forward to you coming out and having a great time with you as well. I said to you that this this thing that's going on, which I look forward to more of it manifesting because it's already happening. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I shared with you last week that there's no reason for you to ever buy what our government tells us to buy, hook, line, and sinker, without discriminately examining it for its validity and its helpfulness. There's no reason to just buy it hook, line, and sinker, and yet the American people do. And I'm going to tell you why they do uh, throughout the course of this program. But you just have to be prudent. You have to be discerning. You have to be critical thinkers. You have to be objective. You have to analyze, and you need freedom to do that. And you need the right to say, I don't agree. You need to have the freedom of speech to say, I need to check that out. I need to know whether or not you're giving me facts or fiction or whether or not you're cooking the books. A little fact, a little fiction in order to create a narrative that's actually getting ready to suck me into a web of continuous, unending dependence upon the government, particularly at the level of medical health. I said when we entered our uh, in, went into our break before we went into our break that uh, we are engaged in self-imposed censorship. You know, people are afraid all across the nation and anywhere where you do have a, a voice that if you stand up and say the wrong thing, uh, you'll be canceled. 
cultured or you will be ostracized or you will be talked about or you can lose your job or you could go to jail. All that's coming is happening around the world. We know it. Your major media outlets won't let you know it. But all you got to do is just go check where is censorship happening in a tyrannical way around the world. And you'll find it happening in many countries. One right near us is called Canada. So our brothers in jail. And so when I say self-censorship, I mean this draconian rule of wearing your mask everywhere you go, 24 hours a day. This unscientific application of virtue signaling, because you've been told that uh, SARS, the virus, is so ubiquitous everywhere, floating around in the air, just right outside your door, right on your door handle, right in your ashtray, right in your air condition, ready to get you if you don't keep your mask on. And you don't even know whether it's science or not. You don't you don't know. You just been told by the government to do it. And the government is happy to see all of these people walking around with a mask on because the mask is signaling to everybody else to shut up. Keep your mouth shut. Don't don't let your conscience actually have authority over your subconscious, which is operating out of confusion and fear. Keep that mask on. And by the way, there are police watching you. These are your red shirts that are watching you to make sure you keep your mask on because they want you to be quiet. It is a form of enslavement. I can tell you, you can go back and you can look at all the symbols of enslavement that have happened. And and you know what, saints? They're laughing at us. The powers that be are laughing at us. They don't wear a mask. Don't have me to start cursing. They don't wear a mask, but you have to wear one. And then they've got us fighting amongst each other as neighbors and and uh, associates. No, not literally, but in terms of suspicion, virtue signaling. And we're operating out of pseudoscience. I just heard an authority from a, one country where the people are crying out. They're ready to get out of the social distancing and masking. And they were saying, well, you know, uh, we've done some studies and we think it's OK for the people to be three feet apart instead of six feet apart. How arbitrary, how adolescent, how wicked is that? How wicked is that? They can control people and make them stand away from each other like they're lepers. And they can't speak with each other, yet they do it. You remember Gavin Newsom? He did it. Navin Goosom, he did it. Nancy Pelosi, all of them have done it. Got caught on camera breathing in the COVID virus air inside close spaces. And you, you and I can't do it. But the reality is, is that people are doing it all across our nation. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Praise his name for granting men and women the sense to be self-governing, autocratic, and making the determination for themselves when and when they will not be censored. When and will they when and when they will not be gag ordered. I mean, it's just remarkable. We look like criminals. It was cute for a while, I must admit. But after a while, the science is in. People are getting sick and your children are getting sick by wearing those masks all over the place. This actually lowers your immune system. It doesn't aid and abet it. God made your body to emit all of those weird, bizarre toxins and, and microorganisms that are in your mind, microbial organisms that are in your mind. He made you to emit that with your nose and with your mouth and to breathe in something else other than what you just breathed out. He did not make you to cover your mouth like that. And your conscience knows that. It's just that, like I stated, 
that uh that congressman or that congresswoman once they realize that the the hook is in in Washington and uh, big global business actually has them by the kahunas and, uh, and and you and I are simply the paycheck. We actually work for them instead of them working for us. We actually give them the money because our our government doesn't make a dime, ladies and gentlemen. They actually increase the debt. And guess who has to pay for it? And so when you hear them talking about one point nine trillion dollars, please wake up. They're not making money. They're indebting us and our children and our children's children unto the third and fourth generation as a demigod because we don't we don't stand up against it. And here we are now being laughed at by the global elite because they can tell us to do something so stupid as we're I was I was at the coffee shop this day and I was I was no, I was at the coffee shop yesterday when when uh, when one of my members came and picked up their phone down at Pete's right here in Castro Valley. And I was watching the people pulling in and pulling out. You know, it's time to watch people because you can you can know you can get your humor on that way. I've got two lines open, by the way. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. And I'm watching people driving down the road with a mask on in their car. I'm watching them drive down the road. Ain't nobody in the car but them. What's going on? It's the fact that you and I can no longer distinguish between the surreal world of the Internet and its domination over our consciousness and this organic life that you and I live outside of this big tech social media conglomerate that keeps your attention all day long, every day. This is your matrix. And we're demonstrating that we're slaves to a false narrative because we don't keep our feet on the ground as much as we should to be able to realize, hey, that smells fishy. By the way, I'm going to talk about that when I come back from the break, because we've got a lot of people all around the world, a lot of lawyers, a lot of doctors, scientists, virologists, biologists that are opposing their governments with what's going on. And you won't hear this in your major media outlets, Italy, Rome, uh, Israel, uh, the U.K., all right, just many different countries are standing up and suing their government for crimes against humanity because they've gone about this thing the wrong way. And we should be leading in that. Now, there are people doing it, but you won't hear about that either in your media. You're going to have to dig, just like God said, if you want the truth, you're going to have to search for it like silver and gold and precious stones. Otherwise, you'll be hoodwinked by the present narrative. All right, two lines open, one 367 I'm going to pay some bills, and then when we come back, we'll go to your phone calls. Take your mask off. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. One line open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One line open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. My doctor, my, uh, my 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 just my regular uh, regular medical doctor. He said, "You know what, man? I don't wear this mask uh, except in the office here. When I'm out of the office, man, I don't wear this thing. This thing just seems so stupid to me. See how hoodwinked we are." You see how it went. They asked Elon Musk whether or not he was going to take the vaccine. He took all of about one half of a second and said, no. One of the brightest men on the planet. And you know what he understood? That he was free enough to not let them turn him into a useful idiot. 
We can learn some lessons from free people. Yes, I know it's dangerous, but truth has always been dangerous. This is why one of the persons I was quoting earlier ended up being killed. And I ask you the question, who made this statement? The media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty guilty innocent. That was the Jesus story. And that's power because they control the minds of the masses. They put your mind in a bag, that's social media, and then take you where they want to. That's manipulation and control, even at your subconscious level. Our children are addicted to this crap. We are now in Aldous Huxley's brave new world where our kids are. Can you imagine them walking around at school all day long with a mask on? It's absolutely a shame when all the legitimate science is in that our children will not be harmed at all by this uh, SARS virus. They will not experience the disease of COVID as a few of the older people will, which we can take care of without having to go through all of this crap. Our children are being mentally, mentally tortured by this kind of alienation symbolism. It's another form of slavery. Lord help us. And then what are they being taught in school? That they're not human. See, this is being driven by your 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 transgender culture, which I told you guys last year. This is not about race. This is why your Black Lives Matter and Antifa have disappeared because they did their job on the front end of this socialist Marxist agenda. They're gone now. Now it's working from the top down. It worked from the bottom up. Now it's working from the top down because you and I are so... Uh, given to authorities telling us something without us exercising the freedom and autonomy to find out for ourselves. And um, and, and, and our children are going to be taught. And they're rushing back to school to be taught that two plus two is not four. And that there is way more to the human gender than a male and a female. And that transgender people are equal to a male and a female. Now that Ludicrousy, that anti-scientific babble, to buy into that is to lose your mind, make you a reprobate to where you cannot believe the gospel as your only hope of salvation because it mandates us getting rid of the biblical God. It's the biblical God that said he made them male and female in the image of God, created he them, an organic species that becomes the complementarian means by which all of us are brought into the world. And if the transhumanists have their way, that will be abolished. And it's abolished first and foremost by the apostasy of the church and our world buying into these social justice paradigms rooted in critical race theory, denying the hierarchical structure of a true and living God that created all things and gave us authority over the world to bear his image and to represent his glory in a life of love and service in a complementarian relationship. Now, see what I'm saying? Or put me in jail or get me killed five years from now particularly if we keep wearing the mask and keep letting the government tell us what to do. Let me see here. What do, who, do, what do I got on the line? Okay. All right. Let's go to line number one right quick, and we'll talk with Jermaine in Alameda. Jermaine, are you there? Oh, yes, I am. Hey, soldier. How are you? I'm good. Good. Just, um, you know, I wanted to kind of chime in and ask a question. Uh, you know, yes. of course, I agree with everything you say, but I had a relative of mine who I love very much, my, my, uh, dear old mother and she actually I, I believe is a part of the uh, delusion where 
she was looking at people at the park and saying, look, it's a shame. And uh, I said, well, you know, Mom, they, they caught your, your governor doing the same thing, and people are just not going to kind of stand for this anymore. And people, people are hard to control regardless. And she actually believed that, that uh, this whole recall and anti-mask thing was coming from President Trump somewhere in a bunker paying people to, to uh, defy the rules. And, and I actually, I asked her, do you actually believe that? And she does. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's her personal thing. But I find a lot of people seem to be delusional to the point of, it makes me wonder what could we do to take them out of that strong delusion? Because it even it's affected some churches where they seem to be working more for the government than they are for the people. And I say that because I've seen people, uh, I'm not sure if I should name them. So I was leaving them out, but, yeah, they're uh, they're reading all these government guidelines from the pulpit, and they're having these politicians who are anti-Christian blatantly by their, you know, by their very messages. And yet, they, if you do go to church, they're saying you're unchristian. So I was just wondering, from your point of view, what can we do to help bring people out of the strong delusion? Uh, first of all, the be- best thing we can do is stay free. That's one thing. Stay free. Stay free. Uh, what all governments fear are free people, free people. Exercise freedom, exercise as much freedom as you can, and that would indicate that you're operating out of an epistemology that's consistent also with uh, legitimate and true science. So you know me, you know what I do, Jermaine, you know I build my arguments on a plethora of data and I'm ready to argue with people in the pros and the cons of both the pseudoscience and the real science uh, uh, and, and then we also have a thousands, thousands of doctors. I'm going to talk about it after the break that are actually protesting. Like I said, my own doctor doesn't wear the mask because he knows better. He knows the science. People are afraid because they don't understand what's going on because it's coming so far from the top that they cannot work it through. Secondly, we have spent 30, 40 years uh, failing to understand the basics of sociology, philosophy, uh, again, worldviews, and even some of the basics of, uh, of science and biology. We have been utterly immersed in social media to where we are in the matrix. Your mother is one of them. My mother was. I had a chance to talk with her because she, she swallowed the pill for a moment. But the moment I said, Mom, who told you to do that? It jarred her. I said, what was your compelling reason for sticking your arm out? And she said, I didn't have one. And I said, Mom, we've been through this, you know, with the Tuskegee event. We've been through this, Mom, with so many of the introsions uh, of our own country uh, taking advantage of us. How is it that we are going to just stick our arm out there and do that? And she's a Christian. She got it right away. She, my mom got it right away. She said, man, I just bought it. I bought it like a, like a, like a useful idiot. That's what people are doing. Do it if you know it's right. Not just because they tell you it's right. And in addition, if you're a Christian, you've got to do it from a position of knowledge. But to go on and answer your question before I go to the break, I think the only way that people are going to wake up is when both sides of the argument are on the table. And again, you know, that's 1984 
uh, that that's that's the oppression of the media uh, punishing and canceling people so that only one narrative is set out there. And it's going 24 seven on your major uh, media outlets, your public television and definitely the Internet and definitely cable news, both in the left and the right. This is why I'm saying to those people on the right, don't be hoodwinked again by your uh, right wing politicians as well, because they 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 pump the cart slowly. The left pumps it fast, but they're going in the same direction. This is why Trump is telling everybody to go ahead on and take the vaccine. And he knows better. He had the intuition, even when he first came into the office, to have a vaccine czar so that they can begin to examine all the arguments around this thing that's been going on for decades with evidence and lawsuits and billions of dollars paid out secretly to people because of the damage and the harm. We're supposed to have this conversation and it's happening all around the world. If you want to do your research, doctors by the thousands are opposing this. And thankfully, half of the American people are abandoning it. When you look at the statistics, I'm hopeful because good 40, 50 percent of African-Americans, not so many in California, but around our nation are saying, nope, and uh, and rightly so. We really got to have a conversation before you stick anything in our arm. And I'm afraid that that's almost too late. Look, man, thanks for the call. Got to take a hard break. When we come back paying the bills, I'll get uh, Idris and then Misty. And then we've got two lines open. one 367 5329 Take your mask off when you call. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, let's get to the phone lines and go to line number three and talk with Idris and Hayward. Idris, are you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, Pastor? Can you hear me? I'm great. Yeah, I can hear you, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Always a pleasure to speak with you and hear hear your truth. Um, you actually said a phrase um, about a few weeks ago that I heard, and it just it brought such joy to my heart. You said the phrase "secular prophet," and the yeah. reason why it just because you know, growing up, you know, I'm, I'm I've only been following the Lord seriously for three years now, but you know, when you get that zeal for information. And I almost got confused with myself because I was hearing people speak the truth, but they weren't saved. So I kind of told myself, well, only Christians know the truth. And I was like, no. And then I started reading the Bible and saying, God uses whoever, whenever, however he wants to. Don't don't get caught up on that. So when you said secular prophets, that really just to hear someone of your standard echo the same thoughts. Because it was in my mind, but I didn't want to come out and really think like, I can listen to Jordan Peterson and other people that are saying some really deep things, but I don't know whether you know, but that's just maturity. And um, 100%, man. And one thing I was talking with my friend just literally yesterday, I said, there's some questions you could just ask that are pretty elementary. Like, okay, wait, so this vaccine has not proven to cure people 100%. So then why would I take it? Right. (laughs) Like, like that, that, like, it's like, you want me to pay for the car, but it's not a guarantee I'm going to own the car. So then, why would I? Why would I pay for it? Not and only that, people are like, <laughs> not only that. Let's 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 uh, a- actually apply two or three categories to that. And you're right. 
I, uh, I, I I track with a lot of the intellectuals online, Jordan Peterson, Eric and and Brett Weinstein. I, I track with um, with a number of the guys that are actually really good thinkers, but they're they're created in the image of God. They're meant to think. These are bright men. They 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 have a gap in their theory. It's called the gospel. But, um, you know, hopefully they'll get there, too, when they understand that that is the fundamental epistemology that's going to cohere all of their arguments. But not only are we asking, how come this doesn't really guarantee me any immunity? And and, and definitely it's not 90 percent. The case is clear that this uh, this gene therapy uh, and this this is not this is not really technically a vaccine yet because it hasn't been approved and that's the reason why you can't sue them because once once it's called a vaccine officially according to Fauci you'll be able to sue them for harm and injury right now we're in experimental mode and they're going to stay that way they're going to constantly right. be operating out of the emergency use act in order to uh, Uh, if you will, have immunity from us. Now, get this. They've got immunity from being sued by us, but you and I don't get immunity from the vaccine. It's already clear. You can still you can still catch it and you can still admit it. But you can't get paid if they harm you, but they're going to get paid automatically. This is why I'm saying they're pimping us and we're not awake to this reality because we're not parsing the narrative, understanding the implications, and dealing with the facts. We're just not doing it because we don't think well. Right. And the last thing I want to throw out there was they the only time people of this that are deceiving you tell the truth is when it fits their agenda. And they're going to omit certain truths because they know if any other things would have slipped out, it's going to cause you to think that's exactly what the devil did with Eve. There was some truth in his lie, but anything that would have really, he said, ah, no. And that's what the media is doing. Oh, look at all these deaths and all that stuff. But anything that would cause people to say, wait a minute, they refuse. And when the yous of the world that are actually coming out here and putting it out there, it's so far from reality that people are like, it can't be that. It can't be that. And that, that's literally, it's the matrix. So I, I just appreciate you. You want, you want, keep going. Andrews, you want. You're 100% correct. This here is called Russell's confirmation bias technique. I want you to get it because I'm teaching now. It's called Russell's confirmation bias technique. What they do, because they've already did the algorithms, because most people are on the matrix of the social media outlet, so they already know the way people are thinking. They did this when they ran us through the political game theory uh, paradigm of the last election. They know how people are thinking. So the media knows how to shape the data and the information to give you partial facts, really, that are shaped in order to confirm our biases. That's where you have to check your own biases as well. So when you are able to fray people into a partial truth filled with all kinds of subtle lies, what is called confirmation bias, they go, aha, see, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. But it's coming from your already predisposed bias towards that thing. Mm. You're not objective. You have not stood back and did what the word of God said, prove all things. So when the Bible says prove all things and hold fast to that, which is good, it means check the pro and check the con check the back uh-huh. and check the front pull the hood up and see what kind of engine is in there check the tires the termites kick the tires when you buy a horse open his mouth and look at his teeth to see how many teeth are missing because that'll give you the real age i'm giving you all of uh-huh. euphemisms but we don't do that we simply buy the car buy the horse because the salesman says this is good for 90 days, after 90 days, you're on your own, and this is where we are. And it's funny, Brother Idris, but there are some real, real, real 